Good evening. Welcome back to uh, Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Driving Theology. Driving Miss Daisy. Almost has the same number of syllables. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, welcome back to Driving Theology. Just, just in case you haven't tuned in before, Driving Theology is uh, uh, just me uh, driving and uh, giving an uncut, uh, usually a monologue. Once in a while I have some friends with me in the car. Uh, usually a monologue on a uh, subject, whatever, you know, whichever direction the Spirit leads that day. And oftentimes is based on the things I've been reading, uh, but I don't prepare anything. You know, I may think about it ahead of time, but I don't prepare any kind of notes or or uh, memorize any scriptures that I can do them here. I, I really try to <clears throat> try to uh, yeah, just talk about what I know, and sometimes talk through what I think I know. Sometimes I realize. By the time I get to the end of it, I didn't know as much as I thought. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, what it is. And so I've been doing this for the last, uh, I don't know, it's been almost, so we're about six months now. I believe we're getting close to the uh, 25th episode before too long. Uh, 25 podcasts in that amount of time. Uh, and again, they're uncut, so you know things happen. Uh, you'll hear my blinker or me braking or my my noisy old car. That happens as well. I'm recording on my iPhone that sits on a on a smartphone holder just right in the middle of my car, so my car is a bit noisy. It's a little old. Uh, 16 years old this year. 2000. It's a year 2000 Suzuki Samurai. So anyway, yeah, I, I just kind of uh, vamp, if you will, or, or uh, meander, wander around a topic. Uh, but I want to ask you guys a favor, those of you who have been listening, and even if you haven't listened to all of them, but have listened to just a few, I would love some ideas of things you would like me to talk about. Um, is there anything that I can maybe talk through? Maybe there's something that you've been thinking about that you want to... Uh, either get some confirmation on or maybe just get another view of the same thing. So if you have a subject for me, would you please email it to me at uh, mcclainster at gmail.com. That's M-C-L-A-I-N-S-T-E-R at gmail.com mcclainster at gmail.com. So if you would email me some things you'd like for me to talk about, that would be great. Uh, or you can also find us on Facebook uh, at Driving Theology. Uh, do a search for that, and I think uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can leave a message there as well. Um, and we uh, have been on SoundCloud up till the last couple of weeks, but we are now listed on iTunes. Uh, so you can find us on iTunes. So trying to learn how to get the word out even more um, since I'm now on iTunes, so I'll be working on that. Um, so, yeah, would love to hear subjects that you would like for me to talk about, even if it's something I've talked about before. I'm, you know, 
after 25 solo uh, podcasts, or 23 or 24, whatever it is, uh, I, I realized today I'm kind of starting to run out of things to talk about. There, there are lots of things that, you know, uh, I think we all have our agendas or talking points or, or uh, pet doctrines or pet theologies, if you will. And most of mine, I think I've uh, talked through quite a bit. Um, and man, the, the, the books I've been reading um, coupled with uh, the Bible and kind of a newfound um, really a, a newfound focus on Jesus uh, has has really changed me. Um, you know, the to to you you can go through life and live your whole life in a church and really not get to know Jesus. And uh, that was the case for me for many years. You kind of know him from afar, just like you might know. You know, a favorite character in a book. <clears throat> but Jesus isn't a character in a book. Jesus is 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 a real person. He's a, he's a he's he's real. He's here. He's he's a, you know he's even a physical person. He has a physical body. You know, once he raised from the dead, he he was raised in a physical body, and his physical body was was taken up into heaven. So. You know, he's as real as, as you or I, and actually, he's more real. Um, he's more real as he is the source of both heaven and earth. Um, so, yeah, refocusing uh, my life of faith on Jesus and not on church is kind of where I'm at now. So many of us <coughs> who go through life towing the, uh, you know, um, the uh, line, towing the line of whichever denomination we might be in, towing the denominational line, and and trying to uh, follow the the things that our particular denomination holds dear, while um, being somewhat um, dismissive. Or critical of people who uh, have other platforms or other things, um, but I have um, I have put off uh, the de denominational cloak so that I might embrace the body of Christ as a whole, and I haven't done that yet. You know, it's something that working on it's a work in progress and it will always be a work in progress but but you know that's something you can be thinking about how has it been for you have you been pursuing uh, acceptance and conformity into a specific denomination or group or have you been pursuing Jesus and following in his footsteps I will tell you that I believe with all my heart 100% that they are not the same. Uh, something a friend of mine said yesterday, Pat, uh, a 
alluded to yesterday, he said, Jesus cannot be contained in any religion. And believe it or not, that includes the Christian religion. Jesus is above and beyond every religion. He cannot be contained in any religion, and that includes the Christian religion. I know that might, um, you know, that, that might uh, ruffle some feathers, you know. Well, wait a minute. The Christian religion is the only true religion. And I, I would say, I would say you are half right. Uh, I would say Christianity as defined by <clears throat> the observances of how Jesus lived and who Jesus loved and what Jesus taught and what Jesus commanded, if, if you consider that Christianity, then I would say that's the only true way. The thing is, Jesus didn't create any religion. We created religions. Okay? Um, the way of Jesus is not contained in a religion. It, it's your life or it's not. Now, I do believe that many people find Jesus in a religion. You know, and what I mean by religion is, well, it's, it's, I would actually say that the Christianity is not one religion, but it's a collection of religions. Now, they may have the same God and believe in Jesus, but the religious aspect of it is what you do um, to be accepted or to be uh, a member of that particular group. That's what I would call religion. Okay, so for example, uh, the church that I grew up in, the denomination I grew up in was a uh, take communion every week religion. Okay, so that's one of the religious things that we did religiously. That's what, and when we say something religiously, that means we would never think of missing it. Right? Uh, and that, that was take communion. We did that religiously. We attended worship services religiously. We gave our money religiously. Uh, we uh, religiously believed, believed that baptism was the uh, way to salvation. That unless you're baptized, you cannot be saved. And I'm not, I'm not fighting against or, or defending any of those ideas. But the idea that we do them religiously uh, is, you know, it's something to think about. I, I think, I think, when Jesus came to the earth uh, in human form, in the flesh, he found a very religious people, a very religious people, much more religious than we are, I would say, in general today. Uh, these people believed that in order to be accepted and loved by God, they had to follow a set of rules and traditions religiously. All right? So they. Now, this stems from the fact that they lost contact or connection or relationship with their God. And so to make up for that loss of relationship, religion was put into place. Okay? Religion was put in place 
to take the place of the loss of relationship. Uh, and I'm, I'm willing to, you know, to, to talk to you about that. I, I hesitate to say argue. Um, but I think you'll find that there was nothing religious about life in the garden before Adam and Eve uh, sinned and went against the will of God. I don't think you'll find anything religious there. Uh, man was with God. They were together. Uh, they were intimate. They, they walked together in the garden, right? They had relationship. Uh, they were able to talk to and communicate directly with their maker. Okay, so they had a relationship. There was no need for religion. No need at all. So where religion comes in, and granted, God takes a while to get it set up, right? I think from, from the time that Adam and Eve fall, all the way until uh, the law is given on Mount Sinai, uh, you know, that's, that's a lot of years. It took a long time for God to set up, because he was setting up a people for himself who would follow the religion which would one day lead back to relationship. But the religion did not take the place of relationship. It was to culminate one day in relationship. The Jewish religion, the Hebrew religion, was, was not one of relationship except for a very few people. At least it was an intimate relationship. quite um, distant, in a sense, uh, and it was pretty volatile. I mean, there was a lot of misunderstandings, I'd say, between both sides. Uh, well, God doesn't misunderstand people. He understands them perfectly. Um, uh, but the people didn't always understand God, or they didn't trust Him, and that's where they got in trouble. Religion was created, and this is my point today, religion was created because relationship failed. Now, Jesus comes in the flesh, he establishes his body, right, the collection of his people. He chooses 12 to represent a new Israel, which makes him, Jacob, or Israel. So Jesus is the new Israel, and the twelve apostles are his sons. And from that reconstitution of the people of Israel, reinstitutes re a bad word. I don't like the word institute. It it repairs the lost relationship. So Jesus didn't come to create a religion. He came to bring relationship back to us. He came to, to take away any barriers between God and man. And that's where we are today. There are no barriers that God has put between himself and us. And the only barriers that we perceive are illusions I'm oh, sorry illusions <laughs> they are illusions 
They're not real. There are no barriers between God and man because of what Jesus did on the cross 2,000 years ago. What I'm trying to say is there is no need for religion anymore. We have relationship. Not only do we have uh, the words of God and the words of Jesus recorded in a book, we also have his Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the one who indwells us, who lives with us, who is in us and with us all the time. In fact, God is closer to us than he was to Adam. Now, we can't see him with our, our human eyes. We can't see God, the person. But by faith, we know that he is inside of us. Therefore, religion is no longer needed. Because we have relationship. I would, I would love to talk to somebody who disagrees with that. But if we are doing things religiously, and what that means is doing them just because we're supposed to, not because we, we desire to. For example, uh, if we are attending worship services because we're supposed to, then we are still in a religion. However, if we attend a time of worship because we want to be with the people of Jesus and we want to love on them, then that's not religious. You know, if, if it's a real-time thing. Okay? But the thing is, why wait till Sunday? Seriously, why wait till Sunday? Why wait for some day in the future to be with the people who you love. Why wait? Right? So, when we start setting up regular days, regular practices, regular ritual, uh, we are showing that we don't we don't have relationship anymore. That, that relationship uh, is not what's happening. Now, I suppose you can be in both systems at the same time. I guess you can I guess you can do ritual and have relationships. So what I just said, I'm going to retract that a bit. I know there are I know there are people who have a wonderful relationship with Jesus who still um, believe in the validity of the institutional church, okay? I just don't think they have come to the point where they see the problem. Uh, I'm not trying to be arrogant about that. I, in fact, you know, I've I've said things and had to retract things before. I know there are people who are in a relationship with Jesus, a real relationship with Him who still attend the institutional church, okay? So, just wanna make sure you understand I'm retracting that last statement. However, and this, and this is the point, they are not the norm. 
They are an anomaly, so it seems. And oftentimes, they're in leadership, whether they're pastors or missionaries or, or what have you, elders. Many of the people who have found uh, a true relationship with Jesus, who are still in the institutional church, they know it's a rare thing. It's not the norm. An institutional church is not the right vehicle to bring people into a better relationship with Jesus. In fact, it fails more often than it succeeds. Okay? And so religion is not the best vehicle to bring you into a relationship with Jesus. Having a relationship with Jesus is the best vehicle. Um, I saw a posted on on a uh, organic church page. Um, maybe it's called Finding Organic. I don't remember. Anyway, it's a it's a Facebook page that I belong to um, that has lots of people in the organic or simple church movement. One thing somebody said was, um, "How do I know?" which voice inside my head is Jesus and they said I you know they said that they have a a uh, skepticism they're always skeptical about the voices inside their head and they said how do we know which voice is from God and which voice isn't how do we know that and that's a really good question how do you know when the Lord is leading you to do something now, I don't know uh, that this person was talking about only the audible voice. It seems like they were. And it seems like they may... Uh, it's possible that they may be somewhat or have a history of schizophrenia or something where, where that they, you know, they have decided not to listen to all the voices in their head. And they, and they mentioned something about that. I... I can't talk to that. You know, I don't. I don't know. But it was a valid question. How do you know when the Lord is talking to you? And see, this is where I think the Bible becomes a very strong tool. Very strong. Uh, here's my advice. How do you discern the voice of the Lord? I'd say step one is read the Gospels over and over and over and over and get to know get to know the voice of Jesus that way he says a lot in the gospels in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John read them again and again and again uh, maybe multiple versions I don't know get to know who Jesus is or was get to know who he was as written by the the gospel writers and I think you will know who he is so when you immerse yourself enough in the gospels you will learn to discern the voice of Jesus of course coupled with prayer and fasting and and whatever uh, you know disciplines that may help you uh, to to better hear but I, I think the 
truth of the matter is that our Lord is trying to talk to us all the time. I think that was the point of the Holy Spirit. You know, how can we have a relationship with someone that we, we can't find? Or that we don't recognize? You know, we are talking about a relationship with an in invisible being. How do you have a relationship with someone you can't see? Well, of course, you have to hear them. Right? And you can't have a relationship with a character in a book. Okay? So I want to make that clear. You can't have a relationship with just by reading the Bible only. That wouldn't make sense. That's a, you know, that the words that happen there never change. How would you, if you're trying to discern wisdom for your life now that the Lord's giving you, how would you find that in every situation in the books of the Bible? But, uh, getting to know Jesus by immersing yourself in the Bible and then stepping away from that and recognizing him in your environment I think that that is a way to do it you know John is very clear that Jesus said my sheep follow me because they know my voice they know me they know my voice and it doesn't mean the, the sound of his voice. It means you know his voice. For example, if you hear a voice or have a message that you want to know is from God, but it, it um, deviates from something that Jesus said in the Bible, or it's, it's different, right? It's, it's not in line with who Jesus is as found in the Gospels or the character of God as is found in all of the, the Bible, well, then you know it can't be God. Jesus would never contradict himself. Okay, He would never contradict himself. And that's how we use the Bible. That's one of the best uses for the Bible. Uh, as, as the standard by which to discern the voice of God. think that's probably the best use of the Bible. I don't I don't believe the Bible is good to use as a rule book. Um, I don't think the Bible is good to use as a book to defend your uh, pet theologies. Because at the end of the day, if you are speaking with another believer and you disagree on theology, it's the Lord who's going to convince us of our error through the Holy Spirit. The Lord will do that. And we can trust Him to do that. And we can trust that to be enough. doesn't mean you, you don't read your Bible. But the Bible is, uh, has shown itself to be dangerous in the wrong hands. People have used it to justify all kinds of atrocities. And the reason that's possible is because they they didn't discern the voice of God. They couldn't discern the voice of Jesus. They they thought that God or Jesus uh, was doing things that were out of his character as found in the Gospels. And so if you find something that Jesus, uh, somebody says Jesus uh, has said to do, 
or Jesus did through people or you know if it's talking about war or killing or things like this man I I would just open up your Gospels and if you find something some reason that you think Jesus would ever uh, condone killing or war in the Gospels then okay make your case fine but I don't find it there in fact I find just the opposite I find love your enemies pray for those who persecute you okay um, yeah so I'm not sure we're still on topic here it's so easy to get off topic when you're by yourself Anyway, I really hope that we've gotten to a good place with this. Um, I'm going to be home in not too long. Probably hold on for another 10 minutes if we need to. Um, just want to make sure that I can wrap this up. Uh, so just to recap, we started with the difference between religion and relationship and why Christianity, uh, true Christianity, cannot be a religion. Because relationship has been restored and that religion is what we do when we've lost relationship. That's what man's, that's man's band-aid on the lost relationship with their creator. And I'd say that with every religion around the world, any religion is you know, trying to somehow reconnect with the uh, the supernatural that by by far most of the world agrees that exists. Not everybody agrees <coughs> that Jesus is Lord. Um, but that's just they haven't gotten that far yet. You know, every religion is a an attempt, a human attempt to repair the lost relationship between man and God. So, be careful, you know, take stock in, in your attitudes toward how you are living out your faith. If you are living it out religiously, I, I pray that you will, you will stop and you will, you will let that go for a time. So that you can see uh, the footprints of Jesus all around you all the time. And so that you can know that no matter what you do religiously, you are not making Jesus love you more. And you're not making him love you any less. But you're not making him love you any more. Nothing you can do religiously is going to please Jesus. What Jesus wants is complete heartfelt devotion and relationship. Um, so yeah, I, I pray that I don't, I don't know how to I don't know how to say this the right way. I'm sure I'll offend somebody, but I pray that religions fall and that relationship. With Jesus grows. I really do. Um, I pray that the hold that religion has, the stronghold that religion has 
on Christians everywhere will be loosed. And I pray that relationship, true relationship, intimate relationship will be restored. And that's my prayer for you guys. Thanks for listening. And again, I would love to hear some ideas for topics that I might uh, try to talk about. Um, things that I haven't thought about. Things that are not uh, maybe, uh, you know, where I am now. But, but yeah, but I, I would like to try. So if you have a topic that I would like, that you would like me to talk about, or even you would like to talk about with me, uh, I'll, I'll uh, invite you to ride along. And, uh, yep, love you guys. Good night.